there, everyone. Right now on the School for Wayward Nerds, it's currently an unspecified time on an unspecified date in July of 2020. Hmm, there really isn't any news to speak of today. By the way, did anyone play that new game they released on the Switch about building an island and filling it with anthropomorphic animals? Oh dear, I seem to have gotten off topic again. This week, we're covering Animal Crossing. Yeah, every, everyone can pretend that was in the fast-forwarded syllable text dialogue. The Look, I tried really hard to find a, like, generator so that I could play that through that, and you told me it just sounded like crap, so... I mean, no one will understand it. And? Uh, I suppose you're right there. We've done stupider. Hello, everyone. I am Produce Kyle. Over to my other side is Toby Tapola. Yep, today today's co-host, Toby Tapola. Yeah, you are co-host today. Yep, I'm in a backseat. I'm more important than you. Mm-hmm. Um, not really, but, you know, we can try. In case you don't know anything about Animal Crossing, it's a pretty basic game. You're a human character that moves into a village in which you build a house and basically transform your surroundings into your own little oasis. Players are given a chance to build, grow, and expand their area as they see fit within restrictions, and we'll go through that as the games progress. Um, But not only do you have your own house, you also get a selection of anthropomorphic animals which can visit and move onto your little village Um, as well. The first game in the series was published in 2001 for the Nintendo 64. Mm -hmm. However, it wouldn't reach America until 2002. It had a weird name, didn't it? What was it like? It wasn't Animal Crossing. It was like Um, Animal Avenue or something Yeah, it was something different. Something that that sounds like a weird fake knockoff of Animal Crossing. Okay, well, the original... Animal Crossing game started with your character riding on a train to the new town that you're moving to. Yeah. While you're on the train, you start to chat to a cat named Rover. And depending on the answers that you gave Rover, your gender and looks were determined. So you kind of got to pick what you look like, but not really. It's kind of Um, a good way of doing it, in in a way. I really preferred that in the original pokemon rescue team games mm-hmm. that it would just survey you for like five ten minutes and then give you a pokemon you didn't get to i know you can pick in the new one but yeah it takes a lot of the personal touch out yeah um the only real aim of the game was for players to increase the size of their house other than that it's just a game that you play pretty much in real time i would argue that is the goal only based by speedrunners, because that's the way people speedrun this game, is paying off the home. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, you get to com- complete simple yet enjoyable tasks. It's very Minecraft, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the biggest part of the game, as far as I'm concerned anyway, is the villages. An obstacle crossing um, initially consisted of six villages that <laughs> could move in and out depending on a number of factors. There was a maximum of 15 villagers able to live in the town at any one time, though. Okay. 
So think about having 15 in your little town. Because at this stage it was just a town that you lived in. It wasn't, you know, it kind of progresses each game. How much did you say? 15. Mm -hmm. We are now at... 391 possible villages in the current game. Yeah. Um, catch up to Pokemon one day, man. It could. The next episode in our adventure is called Wild World, and it was released in 2005. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about the first game and what made it sort of stand out? Sure, we can go into that. Um, some of the things were the creator had moved out to work for Nintendo in Kyoto, I believe, I think. And he came from just a little prefecture, a little village, no, no big deal. And he missed a lot of like his old friends and family. Just so, out. So the first game he started working on was mostly about having a little, not rural, but a little small town community. Because that was what he was. That's what was on his mind. I mean, that's what a lot of people were aiming for. And it's a good online. It's a good multiplayer game, but it's also a good multiplayer game in the sense that you don't play. Yeah. Like us, we we talk to Meg. You've heard it on our free periods a lot. We we all have different stories to tell and different things to brag about in our in our Animal Crossing. It's a very like. Open world creative game. Yeah, and, can, and it's you weirdly can do social. Game you want. It's weirdly social for a video game like this. Yeah. Um, you've and another thing that made it special was the built-in clock to make everything seasonal appropriate. Like your winter was the game's winter, and obviously so on, so forth. Mm. Which they did a little bit of in the Pokemon games, but not not to this extent. No, this really relies on the internal clock of whatever system it's on. Um, but that's something that, like, it transforms and moves as we progress through. Yeah. So, like I said, Wild World was released in 05. And the big, like, feature for this was that it was the first game in the series to feature Wi-Fi. Oh, fancy. So you could connect your game to other people's. Yeah. You can um, visit other uh, villages. Yeah. Um, however, this feature was shut down in 2014 when they removed the Nintendo Wi-Fi Connect. However, they were still releasing the game. So yeah, there's been... If you got, like, the Wii U edition, it would tell you you could connect, but you couldn't connect. There's a lot of games that are weirdly broken like that the original version of gravity rush mm. that's still available and its servers went down nine months after it came out well like, you was... can still buy it in the store tony hawk 5 that absolute shit show of a thing is also unplayable online too so wild Walk comes out in 05 the big brag is this nintendo wi-fi which gets shut down in 2014 the game was ported for the Wii U Virtual Console in 2016. Yeah, well, it takes out a lot of the internet abilities of it, but it's still mm. a game on its own yeah. without that aspect. Um, the game follows the same basic feature as all the other games, really. However, Wild World players were able to draw constellations that were visible in the night sky, which I think is pretty cool. That's cool. Um, and when playing the Nintendo DS player... You were able to, for the first time, 
see the ground and the sky at the same time. Mm. Which um, meant that you didn't have to, like, flick perspectives to see what was going on in the sky. Um, the ground system is very cool in this and cartoonish in its way. It's uh, built on, a like, a cylinder. Rolling log. Yeah. Um, it's hard to describe, but you, you're, like, in a fixed position on the screen and the world rolls like a log. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of fun that way. It's like a... It's like a variation of a pop-up book in a way. Yeah, so the effect is called rolling log. Mm. And it's where the map bends and then rolls beneath the villager, making the playing field seem larger and rounder. So it wasn't like everything was on one flat thing. It was like actually... It kind of functions the same way that the actual world does. Um... As we said, another, like, big thing that these guys have was the online connectivity. Um, at this stage, you still had to provide other players with a special code in order to, like, visit each other's islands. But you could have four players on your island at once. Um, and players could also use that same system to transfer from Wild World to City Folk, which is the next Animal Crossing game. Yep. Um, however, you could only transfer, like, certain items. So you couldn't transfer, like, a chest of drawers with everything in it. Yeah, well, a lot of Pokemon games were similar in that sense, too. Like, certain HMs and moves couldn't be transferred, certain items held. Alright. Little bits and pieces. In Wild World, there was a max of eight residents per island. Okay. It's a bit small. It, It was a handheld game, though, right? Uh, it was on a couple of different things, yeah. but yeah, for the most part. It, it was a big DS draw. Yeah. But it went on the Wii U, it went on the Wii, that kind of thing. It was made with the DS in mind. Yeah. Alright, so game three. Mm-hmm. Animal Crossing City Folk. City Folk. Also known as Let's Go to the City. Because in Australia we get different names. Yeah. Um... It was released in 2008 and is, as I said, the third in the series. City Folk is one of the best-selling games on the Wii, with 3.38 million copies sold worldwide. In the previous two games, players were able to put their own designs onto clothing. However, City Folk brought in pro designs. Now, the difference here was, previously, you could come up with a design. However, the design would just repeat the whole way over the fabric. So if you put a design on a t-shirt, the front of the t-shirt was a repeating design. The sleeves were a repeating design. The back was a repeating design. Now... It's like a KFC shirt you'd buy off Wish. Yes. (laughs) Now, if you wanted just a design on the front of your shirt, like most, you know, graphic tees... You could do that. Yeah. Um, And this was done because they believed that, you know, it gave a little bit more customization to players' designs. Yeah. Clearly. And that's, like, you'll see as it goes through that they're trying to give you as much creativity as they can in the terms that the game engine will allow it. Um, While players live in a rural town in this game... They are able to take a bus to the nearby city, whether they can buy clothes, 
They can get their hair done. They can go to the theatre. Yeah. Um, there's an auction house. And, like, a few other stores in the city. Um, one of the big features is that on the bus that goes between your little town and the big city, um, that's where, like, most of the music came into the game because they've actually had the same musical director for, like, all of the games. Yeah, um... And he has a secret song. I'll have to Google his name. I know in the games he's K.K. Slider. I know. <laughs> he's a little white dog. Because they actually like put him in the games because, you know, it's a big thing. Um, while Toby's Googling that, um, I'll just talk about the fact that when players visited the city, they were able to access something called the Auction House, um, which was an online area where you could trade other players that had a Wi-Fi connection. Um, you could just go in there and buy different furniture and stuff like that, but that was, like, the main trading port for the game. Um, and there was also the Happy Room Academy, which you could go in there and access other players' towns so that you could see, like, how their town was progressing and if a particular room was picked for being, like, the best that it could be, they would show it in this Happy Town Academy. Mm -hmm. um, and you wanted to get your room picked for that because it gave you, like, added bonuses in your games where you would find, like, rarer critters and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the musical composer for this game is named Kazumi Takoda, uh, Takada. Mm -hmm. And the secret Takada's song that you're referencing can appear on that bus. It appears in an e-reader version of this game. And if you Google it, it appears in about 50 Nintendo games, but it's always like super weirdly abstract to find. Yeah. It's like a little, it's a bit like the Konami code of Nintendo. Yeah. It's very, it's a, yeah, the, I, I didn't remember it appearing in like a WarioWare game and stuff. Like yeah. it's all over the shop. And that's the thing, like Animal Crossing, I'd heard of it before this, but never, like, really played it. But then when you sit there and you look at, like, the other things that this appears in, it's a pretty big game. Mm. Like, it's appeared in They've all got super backgrounds good. of Smash Brothers. It's appeared in, you know. It's been a very successful franchise, and it's weird because up until... Everyone wanted to go to a nice chill island in the middle of a horrible fucking uh, global pandemic. No one really played Animal Crossing, to my knowledge. But the the reviews are great. It's been a successful franchise since it started. It's weird. Yeah. It's like a very untapped market. It's like the biggest cult following of all time. Um, that leads pretty well into the fourth game, which is New Leaf. Um, it was released in 2012, and once again, it's pretty similar to previous titles. This was the first time, however, the fact was added that the player becomes the mayor of the town. And um, it turns out yeah, they that wanted a reason for they, they wanted a reason for your villager to have complete total control over these places. Yeah, but it's done completely by accident. 
because you your player arrives on the same day that the new mayor should arrive. So they just assume that you're the new mayor. You're that guy. And they're like, here you go, have all of these credentials. And you're like, okay. Great. Thanks. <laughs> um, so you get help from the town's vote and your own secretary. I don't impersonate a police officer as illegal, but is impersonating mayoral... Candidate. <laughs> Not even candidacy, but like Im- impersonating town owner. Is that a crime? <laughs> He didn't impersonate them, just he didn't point out that they were incorrect. Just didn't tell them they were fucking wrong. Um, so the secretary in this is Toby's favourite character. Uh-uh. Isabella. <laughs> yes. So I know that there's a bit of a beefy fan base towards Isabella, but I'm getting vibes from New Horizon that that's got to be like a... That, that game might be killing fetishes. Due to the fact that every time you put it on, she has to do a goddamn announcement, and about ninety percent of the time, once you have KK Slider show up at your at your island, she's never going to have anything to tell you again, and you still got to sit through it. That's got to piss people off, right? No matter how much of a Rule Thirty Four fanatic you are, that's it's got to put a damper on things. Come on. So, in other words, you didn't like my introduction to today's episode. No, it gave me flashbacks. <laughs> so I just I, I hate when someone speaks to me on a daily basis. <laughs> hmm, this does not bode well, viewers. <laughs> <laughs> but it is an unskippable dialogue oh, yeah, wall that we've got to go through. Particularly because we play on the one console. So I have to sit through as you log on and do what you've got to do for the day. And, and then, then it's I your have turn. to do it again. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Look, okay, we've done this today. Moving on. Um, basically, now that you're the mayor of the town, you need to try and make it a better place to live. Yeah. Um, new Leaf added a lot of new content to the series, um, particularly because this is the first one where you go from being just a regular villager to being the mayor. Yeah. So things that were added were things like you had to live in a tent until your house was built. Um, You could customize a lot of the things that you wore, including pants, shirts, shoes, hats, and other accessories. That's one thing that's really fun about it is the customization. You can always make it very personalized. Yeah. Um, This was the first time players could swim in the ocean surrounding their village. Um, once again, you could only have up to four people on with the online feature. However, you had access to a tropical island called Torimera, um, where you could play a bunch of mini games together in order to win medals, which I think is kind of fun. I know that they think their multiplayer in New Horizons is fun. It's not. As the person that always plays controller two, it's lame. Yeah. But just, you know, that's a personal vendetta. Um, because the player in this version is the mayor, they have additional responsibilities, which include public work projects and ordinance. A public work project is where you can collect funds from other residents um, in order to build things like bridges, um, you can build fountains, New facilities, which include campsites and cafes, that kind of stuff. Um, And then the ordinance was that you could pass laws 
that encourage citizens to do things to make your town more livable. So these could be like you could pass a law to encourage citizens to plant more flowers. Yeah. Or to get a shop to change its opening hours so that it would open earlier or later and close earlier or later. Stuff like that. Yeah. Basically, you're just trying to make your town as profitable a place to live in. Um, there is also a number of additional features added to the online capabilities of the game, um, mostly around the customization thing. So this is where we first saw like the use of QR codes when it came to clothing. You could customize furniture um, and then trade it amongst yourself and other online players and stuff like that. So this is like... You can definitely see that they're getting into their swing of things. Um, and each game is just kind of building on the back of the other one until we get to March of 2020. Yes, here we are. All right, we have Animal Crossing's New Horizon, which was released for the Nintendo Switch. They were worried that COVID would make this game fail. They were? Everyone trapped in their house for an indescribable amount of time. We've just released a nice, chill, very stress-free game on a tropical island. Pretty much the holiday you could really use right now. No big deal. <laughs> like, it, it couldn't have been better timing. They, they were so wrong. So, in its, how many copies... Do you know how many copies it sold in its I have no time? idea, but I feel like it'll be more than every other Animal Take Crossing combined. This will be like the Persona 5 thing again. Let's say, I don't know, it'd be maybe over 60 mil? No? I, I don't know. I don't know how five, numbers work. In the first month, okay. 5 million copies. In the first six weeks, 13.41 million units sold. Mm. And I think a lot of Switches were sold to go with it, too. They actually, like, the US ran out of Switches. Mm. Because people wanted to buy Switches to buy Animal Crossing. We watched a lot of people run out of Animal Crossing here in Australia as well. Yeah. Um, it's important to keep in mind that the game was released at the beginning of a global pandemic in which the majority of the world were facing stay-at-home orders and were kind of maybe seeking some escapism. Yeah. So the concept And of what was it? It was this or Doom. Yeah. Which we can talk about as well if you like. It, so... To give you some context, in Australia, Doom and Animal Crossing came out on Friday. Our stay-at-home orders went into place the following Monday. Yeah. So basically, you had three days to go out and buy this before you had to lock down. Yeah, and I did like all, all the the Doom Animal Crossing like team-up love. It was so good. I guess because they're in such different genres and coming out on the same day, there's no beef between them. It's not competitive. Yeah. So it just became like the most charming fucking thing in the world. Yeah. See Doom Guy just having a cup of tea with, with Isabella and stuff. It was great. And you it was had very like, cute. her being this like badass space woman. Yeah, you got her with running around with guns and shit hanging out with him. Yeah. So it's exactly what was ordered. New Horizon players moved to a deserted island where they had to begin expanding and exploring their island in order to turn it into a five-star getaway. New Horizons did its best to incorporate a number of different elements that we'd already seen, 
Um, not only in, from like the main console games, but also from a number of the spin-off titles within Animal Crossing. Because you've got, um, there was, I think, one mobile game, two 3DS games. Um, so there was a couple of like, we're not going to really touch on them because they are just spin-off games. I think that was my first introduction. Like Pocket Camp was one of the apps. I remember that one because I was trying to find out if there was a skate ramp in this game. So you had Pocket Camp, you had um, Amiibo Festival, and Happy Home Designer. I'm pretty sure I got Happy Home Designer with my um, 3DS when I bought it. It was so confusing that I like maybe played it for like three days and was like, I don't enjoy this at all um and so yeah like the happy home designer got really mixed reviews mm. which is why i'm so surprised with like how quickly new horizons managed to you know grip people um but yeah they did their best to try and like work with what people knew and liked but still like, the Switch is a very different console to what Nintendo has had previously. Capability-wise. I mean, yeah. The Wii didn't <laughs> look great. No. Was revolutionary. Didn't look great. Didn't perform wonderfully. No. Um, but yeah, so, you know. Um, another thing that the game now does, not only does it adjust to the internal clock of the system, it also... Um, goes between North and Southern Hemisphere depending on the location of the console. Yeah. Which I think is really helpful because it gives you that more inclusive, you know, feeling to the game. Yeah. Because for us here in the Southern Hemisphere... It'd be weird if it was all summertime. It is. Which but like is it's, kind of counterintuitive really... too because they just announced the swimming yeah, it's DLC for us in the middle of the snow. Let's just pop on some board shorts and get in the sea. But the thing is, like... It's really good representation-wise because how much of our, like, Christmas merch and Christmas movies and all of that kind of stuff is set in the middle of winter. Yeah. This was going to be, like, one of the first things that is a mainstream playable thing that is actually going to be Christmas in the middle of summer. I'm not saying that it's going to be, like, we're not going to have snow-covered trees and stuff in our house, but... At least it will be summer. Yeah. Um, I just think that's a really cool, you know, inclusion. Um, the biggest problem that I have, and I forgot to mention it, and there was in one of the previous games, you still only had one island, but all of your, like, console players lived in one house. So you could have, like, a bedroom in a house. Yeah. In New Horizons, each player gets a house on the island, meaning that they fill up a villager spot. Yeah, um, that was a bit of a problem for us, I think. As I said, sure, gives you co-op gameplay and you can get interactions with, you know, oh, I saw Kaya, she was digging up all the ground everywhere. I'm sorry, I don't like the fact that 
you know, if you do something on the island, then it affects my island play. So you take and up a slot up on a the island. Set. And even though we have separate accounts, we can't have separate save files in the game. No. That's the that's the tedious part. There's no way around that for us. And that's the thing. It's like it's annoying for us because we have to have the debate every time of every time do a bridge like goes up and stuff. Yeah. You know, where should we put this house? And that's fine, but at the same time, I just want to have my own little island. Yeah, and then and I want to be one day I come home and my little island in the middle of my island has been all crazy ransacked and someone put a bunch of orchards on it. Look, every time (laughs) I went to Blathers, he already had everything that I caught that I was really excited about. Yeah. (laughs) It's not fair, and I didn't like it. You know, I just... I just want my own island, okay? Alright. I want you to have your own island too. No offense. Okay. Yeah. So, for this episode anyway, we're going to try and take a bit of a deeper dive into New Horizons. Uh More so than the previous games. Mostly because this is the game that we've been playing. There's our stomping ground, yeah. Um, And this is probably where most people have come into Animal Crossing. Like you've probably seen it or heard it or something like that previously, but this is where it becomes, like, this is where mo- pe- most people see it. Yeah. Did you play any of the games before I bought the Switch? No, I very vaguely remember the GameCube one from this weird era in Australian history when next to the play area at McDonald's there would be about three GameCubes just bolted to the wall with little TVs attached to them. Mm-hmm. And I saw that Pokemon Stadium game where you were like, you looked like the kid from fucking Kingdom Hearts and you had an Espeon and an Umbreon. I remember that game existing. I remember Mario 64 being on some of them. I think that 64s as well as GameCubes. But I vaguely remember the little polygony dude with the Viking hat running around with a shovel. And that, that would have turned out to have been Animal Crossing later. But that's about my extent. Lovely. So, t- taking our deep dive for New Horizons, because I've already said where I came in on the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was published by Nintendo. Um, the director is, and I'm sorry, these names are all Japanese. Doing my best. Aya Kogoku. Mm-hmm. Um, yay for ladies. Um, it was produced by Hisashi Nirogimi. It was, um, and like we said, it's basically the same composer has been going throughout. Anyone you want to do special pull out from that list? Um, you don't know any of them? I don't really know any of them. Basically, this game sells really well in Japan. Yeah. Um, in 2018, it was officially announced that there was going to be a new main series game released for the Switch. It was supposed to be released in 2019. The trailer and the title was shown in 2019. However, they announced that the game was going to be delayed until March 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, uh, Kazumi said that they wanted to make the game the best that it could be for both the players and for Nintendo. Look, I always respect that. I, I think a lot of smarter gamers do as well. 
if they want to delay a game to polish it and get it ready, mm-hmm. by all means, please do that. Yeah. We would ra- I would always rather a nice, Wait well-built game then. than a shitty annual release Assassin's Creed Unity when I have to reboot it during the first 10 seconds of gameplay. You remember this. Because my head got stuck in a fucking stall and it broke the pause menu. Fuck annual releases, man. They are terrible. But no, so they basically said, you know, we want the game to be the best for the players and for Nintendo, and the original timeline we gave ourselves isn't going to allow us to do that. Um, Nintendo US even came out and said, look, we want to make sure that the people working on this game have good work-life balance because it's going to read across into the enjoyability of the game. Yeah, and crunch time is a very infamous part of a lot of game companies. Anyone who stands against that, again, has my video game vote. Yeah. Um, However, within a couple of days of announcing that, the company posted a loss of, like, millions of dollars. Um, And they, like, didn't think that... They kind of thought... That's it, the game's probably dead, dead in the water. Yeah. However, maybe it was the best thing that could have happened for them? I, I guess. I mean, well, I, I, I agree with delaying a game to polish it up, but you also get a lot of horror stories of games that end up in development hell because of delays, and then another delay, and another delay, and eventually you get Duke Nukem Forever. Yeah. Or you get the Simpsons hit and run knockoff game that was the South Park game. Yeah. You probably haven't heard of that listener because it is never fucking coming. But <laughs> you know, like all these things happen a lot. Yeah. So I can see why they're afraid. But if we want to perceive video games as an art form, and I'm sure any nerd listening to this thinks that, yeah, you kind of have to respect the artists a little bit too. Yeah. It goes both ways. And that's the thing because it is like I can understand being people being like. There's nothing to it. It's such a chill game. Like, why is it taking so long to produce? We're still getting, like, very decent DLC updates on the regular. Yeah. It's, it's Like, it's not like it's just been left somewhere to rock. And it is a very beautiful game. Yeah. Like, so we'll often put it back in the TV because graphically it's doing more than the little Switch screen can show. Yeah. Um, I'm like, Pokemon Sword and Shield. For this game, it was decided that rather than being set in just another village, the game would be set on an island, um, purely because it gave players both a greater deal of creativeness when it came with sculpting the area, which ends up leading to an ownership because that's your island. Yeah. And you can move your island and design your island any way that you and the multiple people playing on your one safe copy can play it. Yep. Don't look at me like I'm guilty. It was my fucking save you showed up in. You told me I was allowed after like three weeks. Well, there's nothing else we could do except for buy another Switch. What the fuck? Yeah. Why? Not buying another Switch. Not buying another Switch, another game cartridge. Um, eventually the game did come out. It was a heck of a success. Mm. Everyone in the world has played it in some rendition. Some form or another. It's hard to avoid. Everyone's heard of it. Um, Nintendo has confirmed that the game will continue to receive post-release updates in order to keep the game running with real-world events. Like I said, we just got the swimming. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of stuff. And people have data-mined every update from fucking day one onwards, and we've seen a lot of things that are 
definitely gonna happen eventually. So like we knew about Red's boat. Yeah. Months before it happened. So there's plenty either coming that we know of or coming that we haven't know about yet. But that's the thing. So it's not like this idea of real world events being in the game is not new to the title. No. However, there are way more um, more events being included in these new updates that are unique to this game. Yeah. Um, As you said, some that we've seen so far include Bunny Day, which is their non-denominational Fucking Zipper. Um, You want to talk about him real quick? Or her? Or it? Apparently you need to. Man, everyone who played this game need to. So, picture this, ladies and gentlemen. You're playing a Minecraft, for example. Every rock you break, every tree you break, every sand you dig up. No, it's... Every breath you take. It is egg. It is not the thing you are working towards. It's not the thing that's using up your fucking tool health. It's egg. It's egg every time. And somewhere on your island, bouncing around overly energetically, is a creepy rabbit... In a world with anthropomorphic animals where, with a large zipper on the back that will turn around to face your character so you can never see its zipper up close. Constantly trying to make crappy Easter stuff out of these eggs you can't avoid. And then if you look at it in the distance, but your villager gets far enough away that it doesn't have to act anymore, it'll slump, it'll take a breath, it'll stop having excitement in its soul. It's a very creepy creature, and we hate it. Okay. <laughs> Almost as creepy as the 333 Easter egg, which has appeared in most of these Animal Crossing games. On a certain night of every week at 3.33 a.m., the television static on your TV items in your homes, will uh, the, the static will be interrupted by a message from aliens. <laughs> Isn't that something? <laughs> And it's very creepy too. Like it's treated jump scary. It's awesome. I find it more jump scary with the morning aerobics that they put on the TV at like six a.m. Yeah, I catch that sometimes on my show, on my game. Um, so we've covered Bunny Day. Mm-hmm. There was also Nature Day. Yeah, we had May Day. Yeah, we had all these. We went through wedding season. Yep. Not sure if all that's still Valentine's a thing Day or not. stuff. I don't know. I don't really check Harv's Island much. Um, Those two, that, that bride and groom are probably still sitting there wondering where everyone went. Um, we've just unlocked the first half of the summer expansion, which is the swimming mechanic. This is the summer of Smash Babies. There's apparently another like summer update coming at the end of August. And we've heard rumors of cooking and culinary stuff in the data mining findings. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like lots of stuff that's being added. Um, we've also seen a number of characters or villagers um, come back from previous titles to play out their special role among the village. Yep. Um, and that's like a big part of this game is interacting with the different villagers. Yeah. Because you have the main character, which is Tom Nook. He's basically. What? No, go on, go on. I'm waiting for a spot to jump in. Uh, yeah, I've got it. Um, Tom Nook is like your main guy. He is the guy that expands your house that you have to pay off, otherwise he will eat your soul in the night. You want to talk about that for a second, in defense of Tom Nook? You can defend Tom Nook. Alright, so everyone's got the meme, everyone's got the attitude about, you know, that weird fucking capitalist scumbag raccoon. Yeah. 
Alright, you know. Even we got those vibes at the start. Like, you are taken to a private island owned by this one guy and his two slightly smaller... Let's call them disciples because of the way I'm pushing this agenda. No, no. Yeah. Um, where there's no authority outside of these three. One of them at the start of the game, if you recall, when you had the little campsite before you have houses, one of them is constantly running surveillance of the island. Make sure no one's trying to escape or go against the sins of the camp. All right. You've got those daily meetings that we have to go through which are very reminiscent of a lot of uh, compounds in history. Um, And all the work you do and all the money you make only goes into bettering this Tom Nook guy. All right, so after playing Far Cry 5, there was a lot of uh, similarities in this map. But it goes a a little bit deeper as you go. Like, you don't really feel that vibe now, obviously. Um, no, because he just kind of, he's like, okay, you've gotten to the stage where uh, my, my assistant's come in. I'm done now. Yeah, he, he's like sitting at a desk drinking coffee most of the time now. He doesn't care. Um, now, he is not a raccoon, so obviously he's facing uh, racial stereotyping, we'll call it that. He is a tanuki, hence the name Tom Nook. Yeah. Tom Nooki. Tom Nooki. Um, a animal in... Japanese culture that is often at... Money, money. No, no, they're often at beef with foxes. Mm. Which we will play into that later. Um, Alright, so people think he's a scumbag because, you know, all the things I said, you're constantly owing him money and all that stuff. But he never really gets up you. This game doesn't have, like, interest rates and shit in it. No, um, he just wants what, what he paid to increase your house. If you follow... Like, a bunch of dialogue throughout all these games, maybe from the GameCube onwards, like, may one of the uh, hedgehogs that have the clothing store mentioned they used to be friends with Tom Nook back in the day before he tried to make it big in the city, and he disappeared for a while and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks, he specifically says he doesn't like big city banks, because they don't give loans to newcomers without knowing the man's character and stuff. Uh, he mentions that Timmy and Tommy... Those two other Tanukis. They're not not his siblings or relatives or any way like that. He's like their mentor. Yeah. Um, And he specifically talks about... um, Well, a bunch of people who have known him throughout the games talk about how he tried to go to the big city and he got scammed by some asshole and ended up penniless. And that's why he doesn't give you loan interest. He lets you take your time to do it right. Because he's trying to do a better job than people he's dealt with in the past. Yeah. Um, we know of Red. Yeah. The guy who tries to sell us bootleg paintings now. And apparently has always been a very shady character. Which foxes in Japanese culture are like... Cheeky bastards. Sneaky. Yeah. Um, and then, as you can see by my exhibit here, Kyle... Mm-hmm. A very specific one line of dialogue in the entire franchise mentions this. Damning evidence. Read it out loud, please. I worked with a fox once in my life. Never again. Not after the incident. Tom Nook's not a bastard. He's protecting us from that fucking fox. I don't like That's the- why he shows up once like a month on his little boat and then scoots away before anyone knows he's there. That's, that's I like when Red, because you haven't really interacted with Red. I bought a drum set from him. 
Oh, nice. <laughs> so, when he was Didn't first, like, snooping around the island, mm. which is where the pictures come from, of Tom Nook's face in the little, like, Capitol building, like, staring out the window, being like, what the hell is this fox doing on my island? Yeah. Because he doesn't like it. I like games that have so many weird little tidbits of dialogue throughout the franchise. You can build the storyline. Like, for some reason, um, Animal Crossing has done, like, a Bioshock video log fucking story. Yeah. Over the course of all these games about how how Tom Nook is like, I'm going to go make it big. He leaves his fa- his friends and family behind. A bit like the fucking dude who made Animal Crossing. He goes out, he can't get a loan, shit's hard for him because he's never been there before, he doesn't really know what he's doing. This fox takes him under his wing, fucking scams the shit out of him and leaves him fucking penniless and for dead. Yeah. And then he comes home, he takes on two apprentices to try and keep them protected from shit like this, and now he's doing the same for you, your character, and your horizons. Yeah. It's, it's surprisingly in-depth once you start digging around to see if he's actually a fucking cult leader or not. I'm glad that you've gone down this weird path. Well, I wanted to see if he's going to kill me by fucking winter. Okay. Come on. Come on. How many times have we seen him at the start of the game standing at the mic in front of his little tent? There's a bonfire in the background, so he's weirdly shaded. The lighting effects are very good in this game. I'm glad they delayed it. There's something very sinister about the oh, whole yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's That's why I was sinister. digging around and I'm like, oh, no, he's actually a really, like, sad character doing his best to protect people from shitheads. You also have That's cool. Gulliver, who randomly gets Sucks. thrown overboard all the time. I'm pretty sure every lyric of What Shall We Do With a Drunken Sailor created this character. Yeah. Because they are always trying to kill this man and he washes up on the island being like, oh, I must have fell off after being hit in the head. Like, like what's his problem? Um, who else do we have? We've got... I Blathers. mentioned the fox. Yeah, we've got Blathers, the museum curator who hates bugs. Which I is wa- a great place to have a bug exhibit. I really like their effort, despite everyone being animals, to imply that no one eats the bugs. They are safe every time. And the fish, too. Nothing gets eaten. Everything's protected. We've given a fish to one of our villagers. Yeah. And then eventually you notice in his house, the fish is in its tank. It's, it's, it's on a chair. You've got the able sisters. Yep, the clothing people. Who knew Tom Nook. Yep. Yep. Um, you've got the dodos that run Dodo Air. Mm-hmm. Who are pretty great, but only speak in mild... They're named after the dudes who invented planes in the English version. Can't think of their fucking names now. The Wright Brothers? Yeah, whatever their first names are are the Dodo's first names. Okay. Um, Red the Fox. Scumbag. (laughs) I like that you've just instantly turned on this character. Well, if I can hate on something, I'm probably gonna. Nice. You've met me. Um, you have Leaf the Sloth, who is- Oh, yeah. He he randomly shows up in your town square- to sell you plant. Yeah, and you've also got LaBelle who does that and a skunk who does that. I have a few people pop in now. Oh, I don't You've got Celeste. Name, Celeste is Blather's sister. Yeah, the weird one that just shows up sometimes and goes, the sky sure is beautiful. <laughs> Toby just did a weird ne- neck 
crappy thing. I did the the twist neck that everyone who thinks they're crazy does because looking like a confused bird is apparently all you can do. Mm. She's a bird though, so technically I'm right. <laughs> but now to the most important part of your village. Yes. The villagers. Yes. Your okay. victims. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am not going to go through the villages. How like I said earlier, there is hundreds of them. I'm going to go through the categories. Because there is a lot less when I put it that way. Okay, go. You can get sheep, frogs, Mm -hmm. kangaroos, cats, pigs, hamsters, tigers, horses, bulls, ostrich, penguin, bear, anteater, dog, duck, eagle, egg elephant, cub, deer, chicken, mouse, hippo, and gorilla. Yep. Um, Within each of those categories, there's like five to ten different different Yeah, different guys. Um... So, I want to go through ours, I guess. Yeah. We'll, I mean, we'll start with who we've got. Feel free to compare yours. Email us your list if you want. Um, we've got Hans, who is a gorilla, but clearly a yeti. Yep. Yep. Uh, we've got Agent S, the squirrel. He's one of the characters that kind of looks like a Power Ranger. He's great. Uh, we've got Yucca, who's a koala. Yeah. We've got Phoebe, the bird, who Kai doesn't get along with. <laughs> but she was one of our first, so she's fine. Maybe. Another one of our firsts was Antonio the Anteater, yeah. the bodybuilding Anteater. He's great. Yeah, he's weird. We've we got, got a lot of fitness dudes. We've got a lot of weirdos too as we go. Uh, we've got the grumpy bird Admiral. I like that. And our other grumpy old man is Hamphrey the Hamster. Uh, we've got Bert- Bettina the Mouse. Uh, we've got our boy Sherb the Goat. Yeah. He lives a sad life. I think he's infested with bugs. He does his best. He's not very good. No, he is. Yeah, he's not the brightest fella. And we've got uh, Drake the duck, who is a little bit similar, but seems to be a little more functional. Uh, and an honourable mention to Patty the cow, who's out there making... Mr. Pigs. What the fuck? Is she oh, not dead? Daddy. She specifically said she's out becoming a star. No, she hasn't come back to visit me. <laughs> yeah, you're not bitter about it. Um, you sold her out from underneath me. She wanted to leave every day. It felt bad to keep her on the island, especially after I was suspected of being a cult. It was rude for me to keep her caged in. It's like, no, 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 brother. We must stay for But <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. Um, so the black market for Animal Crossing Villages is pretty fucking wild to the point where Nintendo's trying to do something about it, but can't. Yeah. Um, do you want to go, do you want me to go through the top 15? Because there, there is a ranked stock market, not just for the turnips, but for the villages. Yeah, it, it's pretty, like, good pricing. Like, to try and buy a villager, it's, it can get expensive. Yeah, it's weird. Um, in our number 15 place, we have Bob the Cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaya, you'll know this one. Number 14 is Meringue, mm. who is a rhino, but the horns are strawberry. Mm. We've got a sheep named Dom. And we've got Fauna. And Stitches, the weird bear that's, like, made out of mixed match colors and parts. Yeah. Bo the Deer. Uh, Anka, who is the, uh... Egyptian cat who lives in a sphinx. I like that all their houses are very personalised. Um, you've got Ordy the wolf. 
who's the very fashionable one in the glasses. <laughs> Man, I like this dude as well. You got Rolled the Duck. I mean, the penguin, sorry. The the little blue one. Yeah. He's a good boy. Uh, Marina the Pink Octopus. I'm specific about what octopus, as you'll see. Um, number five is uh, Judy the sort of unicorn fairy floss colored bear. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Zucker, who is the octopus that looks like uh, Yakatori. Yeah. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah. I think so. Um, the little balls. Yep, yep. And our top three is Sherb, who we've slowly watched. He was so low on the list. But his character is so great. He's such a good boy. He He's sucks. Real. He's terrible. The best part about sleeping in a tree is the ground wakes you up when you hit it. <laughs> And he's always like, I slept in this morning, but that gave the bugs in my house some quiet time. I'm like, are you living okay, fella? And you go into his house and there's no carpeted soil. And it's like, oh, bud. We, we need to adopt <laughs> Bud, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, number two, in a huge upset, is Raymond the cat. Oh. Not in top no more. Oh, my. That's the... Uh, the mighty have fallen. That's the monochromatic-eyed cat. He was very hard to get a hold of. I, I think maybe he became overpopular because now Marshall the Squirrel is top spot. Oh, we got a squirrel. Yeah. And these all cost up to 10 million bells a piece. That's ridiculous. Um, And just for the sake of picking on someone, the Wooden Spoon <laughs> Award. Uh, the biggest loser is a duck with a ball cut named May- Maylie. Okay. There's also a hippo here named Harry with a mustache. He seems okay. Maybe he's got a shit personality. Um, oh, Melee is snooty. Mm, so like all of the characters have their own name. Everyone's very they personalized. They have like a personality trait, whether they're snooty, preppy, lazy, normal. And they also have their own they've dialogue their in home. They've got a like their own catchphrase. Um, and they've got, like, what they're interested in. So whether they're interested in fashion or education or fitness. Yeah, bodybuilding, or music, of course. music or all of those types of things. Yeah. I like that they're all very personalized. Yeah. Uh, let the record show Bettina the Mouse is our biggest loser at 73rd spot. Get her out of here. What? Someone needs to love this fucking dumb little mouse that's boring. Fine. <laughs> all right, Toby. Are you ready for homework? I guess so. I've covered uh, cults. I've covered the defense of the Tanuki. Uh, I've covered our boys. I've bragged about Sherb for a second there, which is important to me. He likes the sunglasses I gave him. Um, uh, yeah, I guess homework question it is. All right. For today's homework question, Battle of the Villager. Who is the best who is, boy? Who would you put at the top of that tier list? Yeah. This, that was asking, me asking I'm, you. I'm asking no, you. I just fucking asked you. No, you got... Elliot! Alright, I want to say Sherb, but the fact that it's so high on that list, I kind of... You, you know how I am. Mm-hmm. I have a chip on my shoulder about popular things, so I'm going to say Drake the Duck, who mm-hmm. is pretty much exactly the same as Sherb, but sometimes he runs around pretending he can fly, and it's very cute, and he is a duck. Uh, if you've listened ball. to enough episodes, you'll probably know that I'm a big fan of duck. Geese and frog. And platypus. Yes. Build creatures and frogs are my go-to. 
It's pretty good. So yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Drake on this one. Okay, I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of tired. Mm-hmm. Personally, I'm a fan of Yucca. Mm-hmm. Because she, she, who hates me and talks about you behind your back a lot, I'll have you know. Nicely or meanly. She says you dig a lot of fossils up. That's fine. We can get past that. Just keep, everyone says that about your character that every time... I like how unique the dialogue is in this game. They'll, I'll be like, hey, how's it going? Because you have to be polite to all your people. And they're like, oh, oh did you see Kaya? Me. I was like, yeah, I saw Kaya. Like, she's in my house. And they're all like, oh, man, she's digging so many holes. Her shoulders are big and burly. And it's like, they're not. She's, <laughs> she's a scrawny little nerd, but okay. <laughs> she's here playing Animal Crossing. Um... That was that was the first villager that I successfully invited to our island. That was your first boy, like like me and Antonio and Phoebe. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it's the only person I've also invited to our island. I mean, you invited Meringue, which never came. Oh, that lip quiver! Holy shit! Um, she's yeah. my she's my unicorn. She really because is. I didn't know if I could invite people, and there was an empty spot in our house. And I tried so hard to convince Meringue to stay, and then she left. I even tried to switch accounts and pretend to be Toby to convince her to stay. She just gave me a chef outfit and left. Which is a weird gift, let's be honest. No, because she's she's a little chef. Yeah, I know. But she's a cute little, you know, darling animal. She's a rhinoceros. But she's pink, but she looks like she's got little cream and a little strawberry. Instead of a rhino, she's a hippo with a strawberry on her head. She's just so cute. I I really like the um, hamsters as well, just as like a species. They're Mm -hmm. all adorable. Yeah, uh, Humphrey, he's always like, oh, my bones are old and I'm a grumpy old man. I'm like, you're small and blue. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just, really just, angry eyebrows. just pet this old man on the head. <laughs> just ignore anything he has to say. No, I'm definitely a fan of the koala and the hamster as a species. Yeah. Um, but I just, you know, I have this thing for meringue. The one that got away. She came and then she left. Why not? And the mouse is scary. Yeah, they're very small and they're a huge and they're. T- Monsters. <laughs> also, the rabbits scare me. Hmm. I like that rabbit that's got hollow eyes and is made out of, like, cork. Yeah, that's, um, no. Alright, fair enough. Alright, well, have you got anything to add about Animal Crossing? No. I want to be able to customize my guitars to look cooler instead of just putting a sticker on them. That's more of a personal thing, then. I want to have actual... my own save. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good, too. <laughs> Alright, well, rate, review, subscribe. Of course. Send us your character profile list. Yeah, who's your favourite and why? Who, if who, there's a who's, he, who's your boy? Who? Yeah. Have, have the boy. Of course. Um, but other than that, we out. Uh, take care. Class dismissed. <laughs>